Hey everybody, hopefully this works because I'm driving and I'm in the middle of nowhere. So uh, hopefully this stream stays up and works because I just wanted to share something that's on my heart. So, you know, we did the Q&A earlier today, um, but you know, I just want to make sure we're staying in the presence of the Lord. And that's why I've been talking so much about the secret place and just being in the secret place of the Most High, Psalm 91. And, um, you know, there, there's so much negative stuff going on, you know, and thank you for joining for those that are just joining. Hopefully I'm, I'm saying, hopefully this stream will stay up cause I'm in the middle of nowhere. Hopefully it doesn't cut out. Uh, but God just put this on my heart. I wanted to share this with you guys tonight. You know, when we look at all the things going on around us, it, it can be overwhelming. It can be a lot. You know, just pick and choose whichever thing you want to talk about. You know, all the different things that we talk about on a consistent basis. It, it can be heavy. It can be a lot. You can, you know, the stress could come and just overwhelm you. I mean, I, I talk to saints of God all day long, people of God all day long that are super stressed, that are super depressed, that are super overwhelmed. And I just, I just wanted to share this with you tonight because I just got done with being at church and I heard the word of the Lord and the presence of God was moving. I was at my friend Greg's church and the spirit of God is there. And, you know, we can get really caught up in a lot of the, a lot of the stuff going on right now, but I think it's imperative that we remember how powerful God is, that we remember the God that we serve. You know, I just have to think back to all the miracles the Lord has done over these years. I mean, things that I could have never imagined, ladies and gentlemen, things that I could have never imagined. And you have a special needs brother and my special needs brother, Scotty, some of you that know me well know about Scotty. My special needs brother, let me tell you something. He almost died of croup pneumonia. He's three and three quarter years younger than me, but there was a, a period of time. So my parents, almost lost both their kids. I got stabbed nine times and my brother had croup and pneumonia and almost died in the hospital at three, uh, I think it was like three or four years old when it happened. But God spared his life, God spared my life. I mean, these are just personal miracles that we've seen. But you know, when I talk about the ministry and, and you know, going out and seeing the Lord, I mean, we've seen just miracle after miracle after miracle over the years, miracle after miracle. And so that's why when it's like, when people tell me, you know, the, the gifts aren't for today and God's still not moving in, in miracle signs and wonders. That was only one part of, you know, in the, in the Bible that that's not now. I don't know what people are talking about. I don't even know how they come to that conclusion from a, from a theological standpoint and from a practical standpoint, because you, you're telling me you've never seen a miracle in your life. I guess you haven't, maybe you haven't, you know, and maybe, maybe I, I see more than others because I'm an evangelist. I'm out there preaching and speaking and, you know, I've pastored for 17 years. I get it. But, but it's hard to say, I mean, listen, everything in our world, you ever just thought about waking up in the morning? Have you ever just thought about waking up in the morning and like the fact that, you know, we live another day, we're breathing, we're alive, the way our heart, you know, just works. And I mean, all the intricacy of the human body. And, you know, it's, it's actually amazing to me that people get away with the fact that saying there's no God. It's like, well, what in the world? You know what I'm saying? What in the world? If you think there's no God, where did this all come from? You know, I mean, it's they, they got such a harder burden of proof to just say it all came from nothing. What do you mean it all came from? It all came from nothing? I mean, really, you believe that nonsense? That it all came from nothing? 
And I, I'm, I'm saying this all just to kind of establish my point here because, listen, from a prophetic standpoint, as I was in service tonight and I was just feeling the presence of the Lord, the Lord was speaking in my heart, you know, we're, we're in a, a real stretching right now, real stretching. I mean, you know, I've probably never been so stretched. I mean, I've been through some personal trials and tests over the years, but watching the, the body corporately, especially here in the United States, but around the world, you know, watching us all kind of walk through this minefield and see everything right now, we're, we're you know, we're being shaken, we're being stretched. You know, our faith is being tested. But that's why I talk so much about, you know, knowing who we are in Christ and knowing our identity in Christ. Because we just got to, we got to put this in perspective, saints. We got to put this in perspective, the God that we serve, who sits on the throne of glory, the spirit of the living God, which lives in us, that's come into our heart. You know, the Lord says he stands at the door of our heart knocking and all we got to do is let him in. Well, you know, if you accepted Jesus, you let him in. That means the spirit of God lives within you, you know, and, and if you've never seen a miracle, you know, in your life, you know, which it's hard for me to believe that, but maybe you haven't. You know, ask the Lord, say, Lord, I want to see you. I want to see you move. I want to feel you. I want to experience you. And and this is what, see, when we look at this whole perspective, right? And then we, we see these, the you know, the, the minions of the enemy and all the words that, you know, people are speaking, the negative stuff, the scary stuff, the fear, the fear, the fear, the fear, the fear, everything's fear, 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 fear. You know, they want us to feel like we're surrounded, like, you know, it's all caving in on us. And uh, I just want to tell you, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Listen, people say, Pastor Todd, how do you go out there and do what you do? And, you know, I know there's like, you know, pressure and heat and all this stuff. <laughs> it's kind of laughable when you think about it. I'm a pastor. I'm not a criminal. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's kind of laughable when you think about it. But this is where we're at, right? Where people are actually considering guys like me to be like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's bizarre. They call evil good and good evil. And I get all that. But... You know, it, it goes back to what I'm saying here is, is we've got, we have to remember who we are, who God is, what God does, what he's able to do and miracles, signs and wonders. I've seen them so many times in my life. My God, I can't even put a number to it because it's just too many and it's just too many. And, you know, one of the things that we're real good at doing is just forgetting how good God is and forgetting how powerful God is and forgetting who God is. We put him in this box and so you got these like, you know, the media people, I call them the prophets of Baal, you know, the modern day prophets of Baal that are out there saying all this stuff. You got all these different people trying to put fear in our hearts. Oh, this is going to get you. That's going to get you. You know, you better wear this, put this on fear, 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 all this crazy stuff. But then just, just think about who God is and what he's able to do. And it's like, it's not even comparable. And the God that we serve versus the archangel, Satan, Lucifer, fallen angel, not God, not omnipresent, not, not omnipotent, not all-knowing, not everywhere at the same time. Think about this, guys. Just think about this. So, so I say that all to say that we have to remember because when we're praying and we're believing and we're fasting and we're, and we're believing God for a breakthrough and a miracle and, we're, and there's, there's an unction inside of us to want to feel like we're defeated to want to feel like it's overwhelmed, you know, oh my gosh, how is this going to happen? Oh, but I've been praying and I don't know how's God going to do it. <laughs> how is he going to do it? Or what, you know, when is it going to happen? Oh my gosh. We just got to remember, we got to put this in perspective. God is sitting on the throne of glory. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, creator of all things, heaven and earth. He's made us promises. Yes and amen. Hope in the future. 
I'm with you even till the end of the age. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. All these different things that he said, right? And then, and then we're sitting here like, oh, can you do it? Are you able? You know, oh my gosh, they're surrounding me. I'm surrounded. What am I going to do? Well, gosh, is God with me or not? Do I serve the king? Yes. The king who sits on the throne? Yes. Is he all powerful, all knowing? Yes. Is he able? Yes. Is he going before me? Yes. Well, all those things that I just said about me, I'm going to say about you. Greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. The gates of hell shall not prevail against you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Thank you, God. You're worthy. You're mighty. So when we look at this situation in our country and we look at this situation, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, we just got to keep decreeing and declaring and speaking life and not giving up. And I believe we're in a little stretching right now. Maybe we needed to be stretched. Maybe we needed to be stretched. I, I guarantee you we did. We were complacent. We were apathetic as a, as a greater church body. We were apathetic. We were, we were making idols of things. You know, we needed a shaking. Listen, if, if you were in charge of this whole thing, thank God I'm not. Thank God you're not. Hallelujah. But if we were, you don't think that we'd say, yeah, these people probably need a shaking. I, you better believe it. You better believe it. We needed a shaking. When we, when we seen some of the nonsense that was coming out of the body of Christ, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if we have an all-loving God that, that's the good, good Father, that He wants the best for us, and He wants us to walk in the fullness of what He has to offer, you know, the fullness of what He has to offer, everything that He has, and He's looking at us, and He's like, man, I got more for you. I want you to go deeper in me. You know what I'm saying? I want you to, I want you to experience the fullness I want you to experience the fullness of what I have to offer. You see what I'm saying? So, so he, listen, we needed to go through this. As painful as it is, as tough as it is, I know you're being stretched. I'm being stretched. We're all being stretched. But guys, we needed to go through this. Come on. We, we couldn't have kept going the way we were. Something needed to give. Something needed to happen. There, we needed to go into new wineskin. So, so listen, I just, you know, as much as it's crazy and it's scary and we're looking at what they're saying, well, whose report do you believe? I believe the report of the Lord. You know, I, I know the enemies are encamped around us, but God, he's my rod, he's my staff. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he is with me. He's with you. And we're going to get through this. And not only are we going to get through this, we're going to stand and we're going to and we're going to win because we're on the winning team. He wants us to switch teams. Why in the world would I switch team? You, you want me to switch to the team that's saying this all came from a big bang? You want me to switch to the team that says there is no God when I know for a fact there is? No, I'm not switching to that team. That's a losing team. You know, that's a losing team. I'm not going to switch to that team. No, thank you. No, thank you. I want to be on the winning team. I want to be on the real team. I want to be on the, the team that's going to sustain, that's going to last long-term, not just short-term, long-term. So what the devil's trying to do right now, he's trying to get some people to jump ship. He's trying to get some people to jump ship. He's trying to get some people to be all fearful and afraid and jump ship. Don't do it. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Stay this the course. I get every single day people write me and they say, when is it going to end, Pastor Todd? I don't know how much longer I can hold on. I don't know how much longer. I'm still praying. I'm still praying, but I'm, I don't know how much longer. 
and it's like I think I think they want me to say like um, you know I don't know like well you know you only have to wait a little bit longer then you can then you can bail out I'm not gonna say that you're gonna have to stay the course you're gonna have to stay the course I'm gonna have to stay the course with you you know we're both gonna have to stay the course and it's not gonna be easy and I've even been telling you I think it's gonna get worse before it gets better and listen it might even be bad and good at the same time that might be the way that this thing plays out we might see a great revival and then we might see really catastrophic things happening at the same time. Be ready for that. But the thing is, is I'm not gonna bail out on God because what's my op what's my options? Stay with the winner, stay with the king, stay with the, the creator of all things, heaven and earth, or should I bail out onto team uh, fallen, fallen archangel? That's not omnipresent, that's not omnipotent, that's a liar. That's an accuser? Is that is that where I'm bailing out? Well, I mean, my question is, where are y'all gonna go? Where are y'all gonna go because it's not happening fast enough or you know, it's not happening the way we wanted it to happen? Well, that wasn't the, that wasn't the promise. The promise is eternal life. The promise is I'll be with you even until the end of the age, but he didn't say, you know, it's gonna get all great right now or it's gonna get better all of a sudden. And he didn't promise that. But the word of the Lord is complete victory and I believe it and I stand on the promise of God and I believe he's gonna he's gonna be that protection for us, and and I'm believing for a breakthrough because the Bible says what's been done in darkness will be brought to light, and so we're believing that what has been done in darkness will be brought to light. We're believing that the Lord goes before us; He's making a way where there is no way. We're believing that God is moving, and I do, and you do. But I just I just want to make mention of these things because it's like it's kind of it's kind of funny actually it's kind of funny actually but you know people they write me and it's like i love you guys i love all y'all man I'm, I'm telling you guys are amazing amazing the most amazing people and i've met a lot of people in my life but i'll tell you this group this remnant group it's the it's the most amazing group i've met in all the years and i mean that so i'm not here to make fun of anybody or i'm not coming against anybody i hope it doesn't sound like that but what i'm trying to say it's just kind of funny if you think about it because I get these like these these emails and texts and all this stuff all the time, and people say, you know, I don't know how much longer I can hold on. And I just think to myself, well, where, where are y'all gonna go? You gonna go on to the other side because the other side is the losing side. You think it's bad here? You don't want to be on that other side. And and by the way, that other side is the you know the lake of fire, <laughs> you know, for eternity. And I don't want that side. I don't want that side. I want my name written in the Lamb's book of life. You know, which it is. I want to, to rule and reign with Christ for eternity. Now, I want to walk the streets of gold. So we're, we're passing through here. We're passing through here. And there's a lot of real concerns. There's a lot of real concerns. Listen, they're, they're legitimate concerns. Everything that you guys write me and you send me, and I read as much as I can, and we get hundreds of emails, and I read so many of them, and, uh, and I just thank you guys. I thank you for the letters. I thank you for everything that you send because it just, not only does it mean so much to my wife and I, but it just... You know, we're, we're tracking with you. We, we're tracking 110%. You know, I, I get all your concerns. I, I share your concerns. I see what's happening from the natural standpoint. I get it. But but that's why we're putting this in a perspective of, of who we are because we're not citizens of this world. We're not of this world. We're not of this world. And and the Lord has given certain things that, that's words of life for us. Words of life for us. Things like the gates of hell should not prevail. You know, I mean, I, I just think, you know, some of us need to literally just say, like, get behind me, Satan, you're a liar. You know, when he tries to remind you of your past, remind him of his future. 
When you, when you feel like you're surrounded, start worshiping. When you feel like you're surrounded, start worshiping and going into prayer and, and just hear the word of the Lord, speak the word of the Lord. Remember the promise of the Lord, you know, because that's what we've got to do. And the, the Lord is training us right now. He's, he's so loving and so kind. He's training us for what's to come. And, and, and if we start growing and, and going deeper and getting stronger in this hour, that's, that's what we need. We need to be able to understand that, that we're not going to be able to, you know, listen, if we're end time saints, like we think we are, because it could very well be the end times, at least very soon here. I mean, we're definitely on the cusp of that, right? Maybe not right yet, but we're on the cusp of it. If he's preparing us as the end time church, my goodness, think about what we're, what we're in for. Not only are, you know, a lot of persecution, but we're also going to see a great move of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to see some great things and we're going to see some scary things. And I know you got some legitimate concerns and they're all legitimate and they're all good. You know, some of them more so than others. Uh, but, but, you know, I know I, I hear your concerns and I see your concerns and I read your concerns and I share your concerns. But what I'm, what I'm saying tonight, and they're all legitimate stuff. I mean, what I'm reading, right? But what I'm saying is like, listen, I'm going to share something with you. Like we have... You know, there's things that I'll tell you guys publicly that I, I shouldn't say or I can't say, but but there's certain things that would concern some pastors, you know, certain things that would concern some pastors and preachers. And, you know, if they were seeing some of the things that we're seeing, I'm talking about like things that we're looking at, right, as a ministry and different things. And, um, you know, I could get real fearful or I could just say, you know what, we need to we need to we need to shut down for a while or, you know what, we need to we need to stop speaking so boldly. Or you know what we need to we need to change the message a little bit or you know a lot of people have advised me to do that honestly I'll be I'll be quite honest with you but you know what like this is the call this is the call and so what I have to just believe is God is with us and he he knows the call that he put on our life right he knows the call he put on your life you know he 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 never he doesn't make mistakes he knows he knows all that so. You know, we trust him, but we keep speaking truth and we trust him and we speak the word of God. And I'm going to tell you, I ain't, I'm not stopping speaking the word of God. Okay. I'm not stopping speaking truth. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And they can pressure and they can threaten and they can do all the different things they do. But you know what the deal is, is that, you know, we know the God that we serve and we know what he's capable of and we know that he is with us and we feel his presence. And that's why I talk about consecration. That's why I talk about holiness. You say, why is this guy always talking about consecration? Why is he always talking about purity? Why is he always talking about righteousness? You know, why is he, well, I know, I get it. I'm a pastor. I talk about those things. But no, there's actually a real reason. And not only is it because I'm a pastor, I'm speaking the word of God. But the reason why I'm saying this is because that's our protection. That's our protection because the enemy is going to use whatever areas that we still have open in our life, areas of sin, areas that we have not uh, yet, you know, consecrated ourselves He's going to use those areas to, to accuse us. He's going to use those areas, those open doors to attack us. Now, almost every person on this live stream and everybody listening later has something because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So if you find out something about somebody in your church, you find out something about, you know, somebody in your family, please don't be like those self-righteous super saints that just cut them off and that's it. Because that's exactly what the enemy wants, that person to just be totally isolated and feel totally left, you know, and that's it. We're the church. Like, of course, people are going to do stupid things sometimes, but our job is to love. Our job is to, to build them back up, to restore them. If they're open, if they're repentant 
And so, you know, we just, we got to think in a perspective here of like, it's about souls. It's about, it's about souls. This is about a harvest. It, it, listen, it's time. We got to prepare the body and, and get people saved and set free and heal and deliver, right? So there's a lot of scared people. There's a lot of fearful people. They're fearful. They think they're going to get, you know, something's going to happen to them. Listen, the more of us that stand by the word of God and stand by our faith and, and are empowered by the Holy Spirit, it's going to shape, it's going to change things. It's going to change. Well, this, this country, no matter where you are, whether you're in Australia or whether you're in America, or whether you're in the UK, or whether you're in Canada, uh, some people listen from New Zealand, some people listen from all over the world, Israel, wherever you're tuning in, wherever you're hearing this from, share this, by the way, share it if you can, because we're being censored. But wherever you're listening, you are not defeated. Somebody needs to hear this tonight. You are not defeated. You are not defeated. Yeah, the government has one plan. The government is, you know, there's some tyrannical governments out there. We're seeing it more than ever. There's some tyranny. There's some crazy stuff that's going on right now. And so this is why God is saying to us, we have to understand what we're capable of doing. Bind, loose. What's bound on earth is bound in heaven. What's loose on earth is loose in heaven. Start speaking it out. Binding, loosing. Learn spiritual warfare. Do everything you can to study spiritual warfare. Find people that are, that are legitimate teachers on spiritual warfare. I know there's so many pastors that don't talk about spiritual warfare. What you're in right now, the battle that you're in, oh, somebody is hearing this right now. I'm telling you, this word is for somebody. I'm starting to feel the word, the Lord just speaking right now. Somebody needs to hear this. The battle that you're in, you're trying to fight it in the natural and you will not win it in the natural. You will not win it in the natural. There's a lot of people organizing and a lot of people cheer, cheerleading out there, rah, 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 and all this stuff. But it, this battle is not going to be won in the natural. Does that mean that we don't do anything? No. Does that mean that we just sit by and wait for somebody else to save us? No. Does that mean that, like, you know, I'm not saying any of that. Like, you know, faith without works is dead. So we should be active and we should be getting instructions from the Holy Spirit every day about what we can do. Lord, how can I be most effective today? What can I do? So I get what you're saying, you know, and, and, but, but here's the thing. The, the main battle is spiritual. What, with the overall, the encompassing overall situation that we're dealing with, you're dealing with somebody out there right now, you're in a major battle and you're trying to win this in the natural, but, but God is saying right now, you've got to win this in the supernatural. He wants to teach you how to go deeper in spiritual warfare. And you may never even heard the term spiritual warfare before. You may have never heard the term spiritual warfare. You could have sat in a church for 20 years and the pastor may never have even talked about spiritual warfare. Well, there's a reason why you're here tonight. I believe the Lord is speaking to you right now. There's somebody right now, multiple people that the Lord is speaking and God is saying this is spiritual warfare and he wants us to learn how to battle in the spirit because this battle will be won in the spirit. Now, don't misquote me. Am I saying not to do anything other than you know pray and intercede and fast? No, we've got to be active. We got to be in the community. We got to be being the church. You know, being being you know out there. The Bible says, "Go, go and make disciples of all the nations." Go. So, by all means, go, go out there. Be be the church. I'm not saying not to do that, but what I'm saying is we have to understand though, it's just like those people that say it came from a big bang. Those people, what, what silly people, what silly people, it came from a big bang. Well, okay, buddy, where'd the big bang come from? How silly are you? Where, where did the big bang come from? How silly? 
I mean, wait, did all of a sudden out of nowhere, there's just this big bang. I mean, and the fact that we even ponder this, the fact that we even debate about this, it's so silly. Well, those are the same people that we're trying to like engage and argue with. And it's not going to work that way, guys. There's, it's got to be seated in the supernatural. It's the time that we spend in the secret place, the time that we spend with the Lord, the time that we understand that the battle is not against flesh and blood, but against strongholds and principalities. And that's what's going to win this country back. Is, is God is calling his church to understand the war that we're in. All these years when we sat back and people said, separation of church and state, separation of church and state. How silly. God never said that. God never said stay out of everything and just go inside your four walls and go in, and have some really, uh, you know, concert sounding worship. Yeah, just, you know, just have a concert. Everybody's like, yeah, worship was good today. Worship wasn't so good today. Worship was good today. How's worship ever bad? You, you answer me that question. How is worship ever bad? If you're engaging in worship, it should never be bad. Now, I get it. Some days you feel the presence of God more. That, that makes sense. But what I'm saying is when you go in, you enter in. If you're in a church, if you're at home, wherever you're entering into worship, go and, and just get deep in there. Just get deep. Step into the, the living water. Step into the living water. You see what I'm saying? And as you do that, you step into that flowing stream of living water my goodness, you're going to experience, you're going to have an encounter and then you're going to be on fire. And then guess what? That fire, every person listening, you're a fire starter. You're a fire starter. God is activating you. You're, you're not just a, a person that's meant to sit on a couch. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but somebody out there, maybe that's all you're doing. Now I get it. Obviously, if you have a situation where you can't walk or, you know, different things. But what I'm saying is for those that have been sitting back, waking, waiting for somebody else, God is saying it, get engaged and not just active in your community and active in your church and active in going out making disciples, which by the way is extremely important. It's the great commission. But, but the Lord is saying tonight, I really feel this strongly is we've got to become, listen, remnant warriors need to be spirit. Like we need to understand spiritual warfare. We need to be like spiritual warfare experts. We need to understand how to fight this battle in the supernatural. And the Lord is going to call some people to fast, even past this Psalm 64 decree. You know, we're going to end, I think it's September 7th, but, but, but people are going to, I'm telling you, some of you are going to be called to be constantly fasting, you know, and I don't know, God's going to give you a strategy. Some of you are going to be going deep. I'm telling you deep, deep. He's about to take you deeper than you've ever been in your walk. Some, I, I read some letters from some of you guys. You say, I'm just kind of getting more serious about the Lord. Listen, I don't want you to feel like uh, you're too new or you're too young in Christ. Like God is activating. I'm going to tell you, and I've been in the ministry for 20 years, a little over 20 years, but, you know, pastor for 17, you know, I'm telling you something right now. Some of the most on fire believers that I've seen are the newest people that have literally just come to their faith. And I, I sit there and I think to myself, gosh, this guy's been in church for 30 years, for 40 years, and he's like dead as a doornail. But this person just got in here couple of months ago and they're on fire. And I see the Lord using those on fire people way more than I see him using the complacent people, the tired people. So we need to fight for the fire. And you know what? If you're newer in Christ, don't think that you're limited because God wants to move. Hey, Mike Lindell, by the way, hasn't been serving the Lord that long. Just so you know, do you consider him a powerful Christian? You better believe it. You see him walking in faith. Yeah. Is he getting warfare? Sure is. Does he have an impact on, on, on the whole world, some of the things that he's doing? And I'm just using him as an example. I know he wouldn't mind if I did. 
But what I'm trying to say is, is that look, it's not about how long you've been in Christ. It's not about a title. You know, people say like, you know, a lot of stuff about followers and the ministry and all that. That's all awesome. You know, don't get me wrong. Like it's a blessing. Don't get me wrong. But if you think I'm sitting here worried about how many followers, or if you think I'm sitting here worried about who unfriended me or who friended me or, you know, followings and all that. No, you know what? I'm going to tell you the trick. You want to hear the truth? I just show up and I speak what the Lord puts on my heart because I want to be obedient because I have a desire. Now I had an encounter with the Lord and I almost died and the Lord spared my life. And so I know he's so real. And so all I could do is say, send me, I'll go. So what I did was I showed up. I showed up. There's, there's no, there's no like people say, what's the, you know, what's the magic? What's the special sauce? There is no special sauce. There is no magic. I'll tell you what, you know what it is? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the anointing. It's the Holy Spirit and the anointing. And that's all it is. And anybody that's lying to you and telling you something else, it's not. That's not what it is. It's the fact that God wants us to show up. He wants us to say, yes, show up. If you look in the Bible, it's like the least of these, the people that you never thought. The people, it was like, really, that guy? Like, the Lord's going to use that guy to slay a giant? You know, the Lord's going to use that person? Like, it's always like the most random people because God just likes to show off and show, show us that he's God. He, he, he just wants to show he's God. And our job is to show up. Let God show off and we'll show up. How about that? He don't do it in a prideful way. I'm not trying to say that. What I'm saying is he's so good and he's so faithful and he's able to do anything. So all these, you know, the, the, the people that are arguing you or the people that are telling you you're crazy, these are the same people that listen to Rachel Maddow. These are the same people that listen to some of these people that are like, really? That's where you get your information from? Well, I go to the king. I go to the king who sits on the throne of glory. I go to the one who created all things, heaven and earth. People wonder, where's the anointing come from? You know, how is it that these doors are opening? You want to have the same thing? Then start getting in the secret place. Listen, I'm, I'm, there was an old saying, the game is to be sold, not told. Well, guess what? I'm going to tell it to you. I'm not selling you nothing. I'm telling you because it's, it, it was given to me freely and I'm giving it to you freely. And some of you already have it, but some of you may not yet. You want to know, how does that happen with Pastor Todd? Why does it, it's the anointing. How do you get the anointing? You go into the secret place. You be obedient. You show up and you say, Lord, use me. That's it. It's not about a marketing strategy. It's not about followers. You know what? If, if half my followers left tomorrow, God bless you. If all of my followers left tomorrow, I'm going to preach from the rooftops because it's not about followers. It's not about popularity. It's not about trying to, you know, all this stuff, money, all this stuff. Like, yeah, we got to survive and you know, all that, we got to, you know, pay for things in the ministry. I'm not saying that, you know, but what I'm saying is, is like, if we sit and worry about all that and we wait until this bill is paid or that's done, we're never going to accomplish anything. Like God said, go and we show up and he provides. Hallelujah. You know, and God's taught me a lot about sowing. That's another thing, sowing, because you sow and you reap, you reap what you sow. So I've sowed into ministries and that's why the Lord's kept me and sustained me. Because I, I, you know, I want to plant good seed on fertile ground. And the Lord's, he's given back, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It's true. It's not about like, you know, me paying for somebody or, you know, worried about what's it leaves my hands. If, if God said, give to this pastor, give to this ministry, we do it. And I don't worry about where the money goes because once it leaves my hands, God knows where my heart was when I gave that. I was sowing a seed into the kingdom. And I'm not saying that so that, you know... Listen, I'm saying it because I want you to be blessed. 
I'm saying it because these are the principles. These are the principles of the Lord. And he, he says, test me in these things. You see what I'm saying? And when you do, that's when you see the Lord move in such a powerful way. Uh, it's just being obedient. Like God says, go here. Okay, Lord, I'm tired. I don't really want to go there, but I'll go. If you're saying go, I'll go. How many times? My wife, she's like, really, Todd, you're going to go there? Yes, honey, I'm going to go. And she's so patient and I love her and she's, she's all about it too. So don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is like, sometimes she'll be like, really? Like, you're really going to go there right now? I said, yeah, Lord told me to go. And then I go and it's like, oh my gosh, now I understand. Now I understand why I'm here. There's, there's, the Lord's about to move. He's doing something. He had a word for somebody. There was something that I needed to happen. And you know what? If I didn't go, guess what? He'd use somebody else. But I, I don't want to miss the blessing. I don't want to miss the obedience because there's a, there's a, there's something in that. You know, there's a blessing. There's obedience. There's, there, it's powerful. All of these concepts are powerful. So let me just go back here to the initial point and then I'll be done here for the night. I'll let you guys go back to whatever you're doing. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Thank you. We love you guys. Love you guys. You're awesome. But I, I just know that so many of you are feeling the weight and you're feeling burdened. And, um, you know, if we listen to all these, listen, these, this V stuff, you know what I'm talking about, the V and all this stuff, you know, it's got a lot of people really concerned. Somebody out there is having to deal with a real difficult situation right now with your job. And the Lord has already told you what to do, but it's scary. It's very, very scary. And so I don't know who that is out there, but God is telling you, you know, step out of the boat onto the water, step out of the boat onto the water. Somebody out there needs to hear this right now. I don't know why this just came in my spirit right now. Very heavy. There's a lot of people that are fearful and concerned. And let me just tell you this story before we go. Okay. So when I was younger, um, there was a, a situation where I was being asked to compromise and I was already in Christ. You know, I was, I was already in Christ. And at the time it was my only source of revenue. It was my only source of revenue. And, um, it was a real defining moment for me because I had bills, I had debt, and, uh, and, and yet here I was being asked to compromise. It was really the only way I was going to stay in this job. Like, you got to compromise, but, it, you know, if you, if you stay in this job, you know, you got to compromise, but it's okay. It's going to be okay for you. And I just knew in my spirit I could not compromise, and I had to really trust the Lord. And so I literally walked off, I, I call it, I walked off a spiritual cliff, kind of like, God, are you going to catch me? And I believe God was going to catch me. Now, here's the thing. For about a week or two, I lost all my income. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And I was in danger of losing my place and so many other things and defaulting on my credit. Somebody, somebody relates to this right now, okay? And I was just like, I didn't know what I was going to do. But I had to trust on the Lord. And somebody calls me out of the blue. And I can't even tell you how many times this has happened in my life. Somebody calls me out of the blue. And they just say, hey, Todd, I don't know why, but you're supposed to run my campaign, I think. They were running for Congress. So literally, I just jumped out of, uh, you know, a real lucrative position where I was being asked to compromise. And, and I, I knew I couldn't stay there because I would not compromise. And so, you know, I, I left the job. I retired. You know, I re what is it? Not retired. I, uh, you know, I gave my notice and I left. And, and it was like literally like a couple weeks later, like somebody gets in contact with me and they're like, I think you're meant to run my campaign. I'd never ran a campaign before, you know, but this person just was led of the Lord. And, uh, and that was my first time uh, running a campaign. You know, I was the marketing director for this Congress, uh, this man running for Congress. And more than that, and more than that. It was a very important position. And, and so, uh, you know, it was like two weeks that maybe I didn't have the money. 
and then and then it was like this job literally paid and then when that was done there was something else that came and this is the way my journey's been it's like you know sometimes there's really scary times when you feel like what is going to happen like what am i going to do this it seems like i'm up against a wall but but you're not up against the wall because you serve the god of heaven and earth who owns a cattle on a thousand hills and and he never runs out of resources and he never runs out so Listen, don't be afraid, okay? Don't be afraid. I know it's really hard to say that, okay? But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't grow weary. God's already given you his marching orders. Just step step into it. Just step into it. Do it. Some There's people that God is activating right now into the ministry. God is activating. He's putting ideas, new ideas, fresh ideas, powerful ideas. He's putting uh, ideas that are that are game changers. I mean, look at look at Sean Foyt. Look at Sean Foyt. Okay, you might like him, you might not, but you know, I was talking to Sean when he was running for Congress in California, and honestly, uh, you know, when he lost, I felt a little bit bad. You know, we were trying to help him, and you know, we had some ideas, and we, you know, gosh, look what's happened now, right? I mean, how many cities have they been? And again, you might like him, you might not like him. Some of you follow him, I know that. But what I'm trying to say, God always has something in the works. You know, when I, when I left the church in California, you know, we had done so much, you know, in the natural, so much work, you know, for that church, you know? And so it was like, man, like, am I really being asked to move to, to Tennessee? Like, what's that going to look like? Why would we have to uproot? Why is God saying this? He spoke it to my wife and he spoke it to me separately. Now we didn't know what we were in for, but we said yes. We said yes, because we knew it was the Lord. And the Lord says in the mouth of two or more witnesses, my word shall be established. And so we got confirmation. We got confirmation. And so we just did it in obedience. Now, I will tell you this. Okay. I pastored for 17 years at a church and, and, you know, I was bivocational and I, you know, I would still preach other places and I had the radio show on KKLA, all that. But what I'm trying to tell you is, is that it was uprooting us. It was crazy. Like some people are like, why are you going? Don't go. What are you doing? But we knew it was the Lord. Now, I'm telling you, the minute we got to Tennessee, I have not sat back one minute idle. Not one minute. In fact, we have more to do now, more invitations. The Lord has done so many different things in the ministry. It's like, wow. Like, wow. Like, all we did was be obedient. We didn't know why. We didn't know why we were going to do what we were going to do. But we just knew the Lord was saying, people are saying the videos get messed up. Sorry about that. So here's the deal, guys. Be obedient. Trust the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. He's with us. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. Don't let fear take root in your heart. Some of you guys were saying the video is cutting out, so I'll, I'll make this quick. Sorry about that. I know it's buffering. Um, but what I was trying to say is, is that in our testimony, we were obedient. We came out here, and it's just been like God opened the floodgates. And, and somebody right now, he's, he's telling you to do something. And it might be scary. And it might it might seem like there's no answer. But God has an answer. God has a solution. He is not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's not going to, you know, he hasn't taken you this far to just forget about you. He hasn't taken you this far to just leave you. Okay? That's the word right now. And somebody needed to hear this. Okay? So don't let the heaviness, you know, take over. Don't let the fear take over. God is going to get you through. He's going to get us through together as a remnant community. And, and it's going to be powerful. And so some of you guys that are locked down right now in Australia, 
Some of you guys that are, you know, very difficult situations, start calling upon the name of the Lord, crying out to him. Call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon the name of the Lord. Go deeper. Go deeper. And the Lord is going to meet us. The Lord is going to meet us. Hallelujah. If it cut out, uh, as soon as the video uploads, it should work. Um, go ahead and replay it. But I love you guys. I bless you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening tonight. We're praying for you. We stand with you. And uh, if you have any prayer requests, you can go ahead and email me, uh, todd.coconado at rlcus.org. You can also add the app at toddcoconado.com app. And we have a prayer wall. And we're monitoring that prayer wall. And um, I'll tell you, we're praying for you. We're praying for you. So we're with you. God is with you. We love you. We bless you. Sorry the video was cutting out a little bit over there. Uh, but have a good evening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys some more soon. God bless.